Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys level up, they goof off, and they eventually leave the planet and start the next part of their adventure. So welcome to episode 101. Now, I've always wondered what are some of my absolute favorite episodes over the years, because, wow, 101 episodes, that's a lot of episodes. And yeah, there's a lot of really funny episodes, a lot of them going through the jungles. That was actually some of the best episodes, I thought. There was just like a lot of funny bits going on there. Uh, when they were on the Undead Planet, that was a lot of fun. There's just like a lot of funny bits. But I'll have to say, of all the episodes, this might be my favorite one. It is ridiculously funny. And the main reason is, and I thought about it, is that if we're just sitting around in character, ripping on each other, it's just funny. I just think that these guys are very fast with each other. They're really funny. They play off each other really well. And when I wanted to make a podcast... This is actually what I wanted to make a podcast of because most of the time when we play, this is what it turns into. It turns into us just sitting around, playing in character, making jokes off one another, and just kind of being goofy. None of it mean-spirited, all of it funny, and Bob, Bob's always pretty good, but wow, he's really good in this episode. I was like crying, I was laughing so hard when I was editing this thing. So when you listen to this episode, this is actually a lot of what, when we normally play with each other, what it's kind of like. Now, sometimes I cut some of this because it sometimes mixes in a little bit of personal stuff. And also, I'm not exactly sure, like, sometimes of us just sitting around goofing up each other for, like, 10-15 minutes actually makes good podcast. But this is a perfect blend of them being in character us talking about the game and kind of goofing off each other and I also have to say that the new episodes coming up a lot of them actually sound like this we actually just recorded one a few days ago and I swear to god we were recording for two and a half hours and I think think in the two and a half hours there was maybe like 15 minutes of them actually quote playing and the rest of it was kind of this now i don't think we could do this every episode but every once in a while of just sitting down relaxing and just being goofy and having fun i think is a nice change of pace of course you know they have to eventually get back to you know killing things and being in combat but i really really love this episode Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show. 
So here we are. You guys have leveled up, level 10. You guys are ready to catch the big bad guys, go after them, go to Moon 2, jump in your ship, find the cult of the Devourer, kill them once and for all, and save the universe. There is no Book 6. Don't worry about Book 6. Book 6 is a complete myth. And with that, we should go through your characters and find out what did you do. Because level 10, you get a lot of new skill feats. Well, you get four what? new skills. Oh, not skills. Skill. Skill. Not, not skills, attributes, abilities, uh, uh, you know, decks, con, all that stuff. Bonus, buffs. Buffs, yes. And this is it. This is the last time you're ever going to get this because you're not making it to level 15. I promise you that. Oop. Who wants to go first and tell me all about your amazing new level 10 character? Huh? 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 Rusty does. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. Uh, I, I will be second because I'm almost ready, but I'm not there yet. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. I I'll go. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Mo uh, didn't really get what he wanted. Uh, he wanted to put um, a point into strength, and the he reached the maximum, I guess. Uh, 23 is his maximum for his level. So he could not put any in strength. Uh, so I dispersed them throughout the other... Um, you could put a point in, but you only could put in one point, not two. That's no, no, Steve. I couldn't put one point into it. It's it was something, but anyway, uh, yeah. I, I I only needed one point because I'm at 23 strength. I was I was looking forward to, but uh, yeah. So nothing really changed on his uh, character. I think he, uh, he I, I put it into con, so he has a lot more uh, hit points. Yeah, I, I think I doubled up. I put two points into con. Um, and his charisma went up to 15 as well. Uh, so uh, crazy. His Let's see. What's his hit points now? They are pretty good. Uh, he has 100 stamina for 76 hit points. And 76 hit points. Wow. And uh, yeah. Well, and let's see. this. Okay. He also got a combat ability. And I think he took step up. Which is, as a reaction to an adjacent foe, I can take a guarded step away. Uh, or if the, guarded, if the foe takes a guarded step away, I can um, take my own guarded step as a, a reaction. So. You know, I'm reading right here, and it says you can keep going, so... I don't know why Hero Lab was not allowing you to go Hero to Lab didn't let me know. But it says right here, it says... Believe me, that's I would love to do that. It says you that's, well. It says you can't apply more than one of these increases to the same ability score to given level. So, and you can make it go. Yeah, you can do it if you really want. You can't actually put two into into one stat according to this. So, okay, I thought no, I put two into uh, consti constitution. Hmm. Then you cheated somehow. <laughs> says right here, I'm reading the rules. Each time you reach a level threshold, choose four of your abilities. Yeah. Scores. Okay, Steve, I'm looking at my uh, level seven version of Mo, and he has 23. Oh, you're right. Uh, no, I actually put a whole bunch in charisma. I put four points in charisma. Um, what? Yeah, wow. My tw my, I'm looking at seventh level Mo. He has 23 strength, 16 dex, 16 con, um, 10 intelligence. 10 wisdom. Okay, so intelligence, wisdom, and con. 
they let me t just put a bunch of points into that. Yeah, my charisma was 11, and yeah, that's just the way that goes. You know, you know what we call that in the WoW community? Filthy casual. That's what you are. A filthy well, casual. Not. I would like master. to have. Yeah. Are I you putting it into, into charisma? I put it into wisdom, and wow. I put. Well, what, what, what let me put? I wanted to put it Dex into or strength. Dex or strength. Hello. Strength is my. Yeah, it wouldn't let me do that. Or Dex no, I'm going to try it while we go through someone else's. I'm going to try it. Please do. I'll see what I can do. I would do. love that 24 strength. Uh, I'm ready at any time. It depends on Jason and Chris. You go right ahead. Go ahead. No, certainly. That's fine. Now, as far as actual like new and exciting abilities, I'd like to express to everyone who's listening to hear that Rusty is a giving person. He doesn't think about himself. He thinks about others. So the ability that he took this time is that in an emergency, as needed, as a standard action, he can grant to one of his allies a move action, presumably to move them farther away from danger to save their lives and possibly to move them closer to where they need to go. But like, you know, between him and the enemy. But still, like, the point is that he can actually give of himself to help others as he always can. So how In does addition that, to that work? How does I'm that sorry? Work? How does that work? Oh, I can take a standard action and give a move action to one of my allies. Oh, nice. I see. Okay. Now, for instance, like, Mo, you and I have always gotten along because you understand that Rusty is really a nice guy. Let's say at some point, Rusty, who's about to be killed by a monster, gives up a standard action to give you a move action to move between Rusty oh, yeah. and the Absolutely. monster. That's actually helping you, isn't it? Isn't that what I And that's exactly what i will do that's that seems very generous to me jason mcdonald is playing the ahsoki mechanic tuttle blacktail and his drone cheddar so generous i could do something to help myself but instead i want to give it to you i mean he's usually way in the background though you're gonna have to give him a double move i don't know about way i mean he's a support person who helps others that's that's a very good point akira you um, can help him do the right thing the thing you he should, should be doing, you can help him. You that. should like that. also. Does this um, special ability lead to the ability where you can give Mo a standard action? Because that would be good too. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen before the end of the game. Oh, I have not looked dang. forward. At any rate, no, that's not happening now. But what's more important is this is a podcast, and there are listeners, and I'd like to be very clear. As of this level, because of a bonus to charisma and other skills, because I also put my extra point in intelligence, I have a bluff of 22, a diplomacy of 19, and an intimidate of 20. All of you out there listening right now, if you don't have a resistance higher than one, obey Rusty. Rusty is your friend. Be good to Rusty. Praise Rusty. <laughs> Rusty is like Hypnotoad, and I want you to behave that way forever wow that's gonna be uh, a lot of listener loyalty i'm hoping so because otherwise he's got nothing going for him for christ's sake if his social skill doesn't work rusty's just freaking dead yeah but you can make mo move so that's good yeah that will but that's my that's upgrade the <laughs> uh the the shorter form of all of that is that uh my skills got a big boost because i put uh, point into uh, in, uh, intelligence which actually rounded it off and so suddenly i got a huge amount of skill points uh, Rusty nice. assists everyone, but now he's got a lot of skills. What's, what's your intelligence? It's not huge, but Envoy is a skill oh. monkey anyway. 
Oh, okay. All and right. now, just rounding it to the next, suddenly gave, because of the level, like an extra 10 points that just got scattered around. I just wonder if anybody has a 24 anywhere. Uh, yeah, if you think Rusty is that smart, you have not been paying attention to Rusty. No, no. Are you done, Rusty? I'm uh, all Sir done. Sir Rusty, may I ask for your permission to continue going? Sir well, Rusty, well, and, and where do I send where do I send the donation for the Rusty Fund? Can you send me your address? Yeah, what's your Patreon at? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to know that the GM also failed their sense motive and their actual like save against uh, bluff. So yes, you can send all of your. Uh, I'll send you all the information of where you send the money to Rusty. That's fine. yeah. You, you didn't send anybody to the Patreon page, uh, Rusty. You should say you look for the. Uh... You know, the rule for um, combat I've Patreon page. I've never gotten a cut from the Patreon page. Why? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, the Patreon page. It's very important. Much like, <laughs> I'd like to focus you on it, RustyCarter.com. Just look for it. Hey, it supplements our uh, uh, giveaways. So I have good news for you, John. I was able to easily add points. So I gave you a 24 strength and an 18 con, and I just took down your wisdom and charisma. So now you have... 110 stamina points and all that other fun stuff you wanted. So, congratulations. Really? Mm, nice. Well yeah. done. Yeah. I don't know what the problems you were having. Future-proof computer! So far, so good. Oh, and you get an extra resolve point, too, since it's your main stats, and now you have 12 resolve points. Uh, dang it. And you were able to do that in Hero Lab as well. Yes! I'm doing Hero Lab right now. I did it. Okay. But to resist rusties who is next <laughs> you failed everyone fails <laughs> except our old mate team i'm gonna say something that there are uh, chris re-roll and you two is the lower of the two because that's another <laughs> ability of mine sorry please Great. go right ahead keep going oh <laughs> he doesn't want to re-roll he's like <laughs> he's refusing yeah i'm waiting for the re-roll you're gonna do oh, it what, oh what, you John? so <laughs> 14 who's next uh, i guess i'll jump in next uh, I, I apparently took the skill Protect Rusty and did not realize it. Uh, so that's my new skill. Um, Yay! <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, my my ability points went into strength, so I could carry a little more. Dex, con, apparently I decided I'm a frontline fighter, and wisdom. So Because I was actually at the point with intelligence where... I was only getting one point for two points worth of investment, so I was like, "Yeah, just never mind." So, because I'm already at 24 intelligence with the with the uh, Mark II ability crystal. So, um, my actual ability that I added this this level is called Portable Power, which means for one minute I can actually activate a system, even that even a system that is dead and has no power going to it. What? So, yes. My little engineering, it's one of my little Wait, engineering tricks. You can smack the side of a dead computer and it'll still tell you something? Uh, I can, re, you know, wire some wires together and make little sparks and all of a sudden it'll hum to life for a little bit. Okay, that's better. So, uh, we don't bother to ask how that happens, but that does now happen. The Fonzie, I, they call that the Fonzie. I figured, uh, yeah, I got the Fawn's ability. Hey, so I, so <laughs> I figured that could be, you know, when we're dealing with like a ancient technology, long dead civilization, I figured that could be selectively very useful. So, and that's pretty much what I got. I'm not actually sure what Cheddar got, if anything. It tends to be a boring level for the drone, anyways. But he got a little stronger. It's kind yeah, of he usually gets his ten hit points and maybe a save or something, but that's about it. 
it's his real ability comes with the button at this point. Like his, and and you know the thing is, if, like even if he didn't have the button, he'd actually be even more boring. <laughs> like not boring, but you know what I meant. It's like you know if, if no, boring is boring is a good word. Yeah, I didn't want to insult uh, Cheddar there, but you know the point is, is like the drones don't really like at these levels compared to what you guys get. They just get like a little bit here and there. And they get they don't really do a lot, so I made the button better, uh, you know, significantly, so it'll do more. So I kind of felt that as he gets higher, he should at least get cooler things. So I think I've only used it twice since the button got improved. I think so, yeah. A lot of cool things on that list, a lot of cool ones. And I named all the powers after puns from movies. So there you oh, go. Oh dear. All right. Well, that leaves. Uh, well, we're done. That that's it. We don't have anyone else. So yep. uh, no, nothing we, to see uh, here. No, nothing to see here. In fact, is someone invisible? Is that how come we missed you? Yep, completely invisible, and you won't see them for a while. Even if they hit you on the head, you're gonna, they're going to stay invisible because Akira has become more powerful with arcane energies. Uh, Akira is a little bit quicker, a little bit smarter. And he's been practicing his flying skills and acrobatics. And in terms of spells, he's got the aforementioned greater invisibility, which is quite nice. Dimension door, which is always useful. Uh, and now also uh, replaced one of his older spells with the knock spell. I'm sorry, I have to could... pause you right there. Acrobatics, dimension door, and greater invisibility. So all of your effort has been into running away and hiding. Uh, yeah, we call it a, um, a, a, a tactical charge to the rear. That's how, we, <laughs> that's how we phrase that. But yes. I'm just, I'm just curious. Does the Technomancer have any offensive abilities? I mean, there no might kidding. be, but I haven't seen no any. No kidding. No, I haven't seen any employed by, uh. There are, there are options. There are choices oh, okay. that you can make. And, uh, really? Yeah, I have chosen to go in a different direction. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I like one to, could be offensive if they try. One could be offensive. Um, the self-preservation is very important to care of the just, you know, so that you can go on um, adjudicating and uh, bringing law to the galaxy and beyond. Uh, and that's it, pretty much. He's gotten a little bit stronger. He's uh, he is uh, pretty pretty tough now, and uh, yeah, he's just. Uh, He's ready to do his part. You know, I am going to be talking to the Paizo developers a lot this week. I'm going to suggest to them greater mirror image because oh, you should. if there's anyone who could use that, it's you. I'm going to suggest Well, yes, it to and all even if it them. takes up three spell slots, I will totally do that. I, I'm talking to, I am getting emails. I'm literally getting inundated with all the editors this week. So I will tell them all greater mirror image. It's funny because um, they've actually nerfed Mirror Image because Mirror Image doesn't scale at all. Like it's like a lot of these spells don't scale at all. Like in in their other games, like things like the Fireball, it scales by your level. You know, um, these do not. They have a well, static number. Their, like uh, weapons don't scale, so that's par for the course. Well, but the weapons you can always get a better weapon. And that's no. <laughs> what, what what game are you talking about? Well, <laughs> you can get another weapon. It's just that. Mo only does reach weapons, which leaves the amount. Oh, please! Look at the prices of the weapons. That's 
All you need to do is look at the prices. You left. You have ten thousand credits, and it means nothing. I I can get uh, a weapon that's four <laughs> levels underneath me. It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. The prices are high, but we should be the getting some money. The reason why I don't spend my money is because I am saving up for something, and I can never afford anything. Well, don't worry. I'll make sure by the end of the adventure, the very last boss you kill, and when this whole thing ends, I will give you a level 20 weapon, which you will then never, <laughs> ever be able to use. Okay? It's, it's kind of funny because like the uh, the the uh, last boss in Naxxramas, which is the last boss of the last raid in vanilla, drops the best weapons in the game. And it's like, wow, what, what, why? <laughs> What's the point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> I don't even right. know if it's going to equip it. Okay. So you guys have all your doodads. You guys are rested. Now, last we left off is that you were talking to the good AI, Osteth. And Osteth has told you that the leaders and the other, the other cult of the Devourer people went to moon number two, or gate two, shall we say. Gate two's controller moon is the exact term. And they needed to get a replacement circuit board. And this replacement circuit board they're going to bring back here so they can open up the gates and take the stellar degenerator and then fly away. And she has asked you to help in stopping them, which of course you guys have agreed upon. And she even gave you a little bit of information about the gate. Uh, sorry, about uh, about gate 12. Gate 2's controller move that she told you there were some people there and there was nine organic life forms as well as a few strange energy signals, and that's kind of all you know. And uh, that, uh, what I have in my notes is that the cultist leaders are actually on the second moon or slash planet of the system, depending on how you look at it. And they're trying to actually just simply open the gate to enter the demi plane that allows control of the stellar degenerate. Yeah, close enough. There's actually so there's twelve. There's 12 suns, and there's one moon per sun. You're at sun number six, I think, and you need to go right. to sun number two. And within the controller moon, none of the other moons have life. This was the only one that has life. All the other ones were completely dead. But she went on to explain that you fly into the moon, and deep, deep inside the moon is controls for the demiplanes. And they're ransacking that controller moon to find the replacement circuit board so that they can open up the gate and steal the weapon and then kill everyone. So that is where you're at. We must stop them. Do you have any questions since we played last that you want answered before we begin? Yes. Um... Okay, keep those to yourself. Now let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get the... um... There, I'm, I'm trying to see if I was there a pistol that was for up for grabs somewhere. Oh my god! What about that disruptor pistol? We, we gave it to to not you. Uh, uh, I thought uh, you let me have it. Right, but I thought there was a, another one. There are actually two pistols. There was a oh, there was an improved sonic pistol, which is the one I took, and then there was like a, di- a disintegrator pistol. Which There's I a think... couple of liquidator disintegrator pistols. There's actually a couple of them. There's like several. Yeah, because I don't see that on my sheet, but I am going to take one. Oh, okay. Just because I think, you know, it's possible that um, we could be riding these hover bikes and we may need to shoot from the bike. I don't know if a rifle will work. You're going to get such a negative on that attack. It's not even. It's actually, it's only like negative four. Uh, Probably 
Uh, negative eight for you, but okay, negative four <laughs> for, for me. Now. It says that it says it on the yeah, thing for the bike. It's it's, it's especially hard for technomancers. Uh, if you want to be really rock and rolly like that, you got to be a soldier, basically. That's what that's yeah. for. So we should have uh, as we're on the way, we should have a little. Uh, I think we need to have an intervention with a uh, Mo and let him know that he needs to spend a lot more time at the front lines. Ha, like the he, running away is 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 is, is problematic. Uh, I, I'm joining this intervention. I, and I'd actually really very much like to, to, to stress that this is actually an important thing. I, for right. one, welcome this intervention. Um, and Mo, what you should no do judgment. is put it on the comm system. And Mo will be in his cabin uh, listening to it with uh, the volume turned up loud enough so that he can hear it. Okay, good. So here's what you're going to hear. Mo, hi. These are your friends, and we're not judging you because we care. We've contacted the Vescom world, and we've described what you've done, and they're ashamed of you. Every single one. All the Vesk have told us that you should definitely be better. So much better. You need to actually go towards the front like a brave Vesk, and not like a cowardly little Vesk. Right. So... They, wow. they, they just want to care for you so that you wow. can be a better person. Lead by example. Okay, so this is what you hear. Uh, by the time you say, Mo, this is, you hear a little click inside of Mo's uh, <laughs> cabin. <laughs> lost him at Mo. <laughs> He's like, oh, robocall. Eh, just clang up on them. <laughs> okay. I mean, Rusty, if you have ways to force him to move, then that's like, <laughs> like 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 a, like a oh, marionette. <laughs> sadly, it, it it actually leaves the option up to him, but still. <laughs> uh. Hey, extra movement! I'm gonna get away. There is the reposition command in combat, which you it's can... a different, unfortunately, a different skill than what I picked up. <laughs> It's like, it's reposition. You're supposed to use that on enemies. No, but in our party, we use it on each other. <laughs> I mean, I've seen so many fights where Mo is, runs right past me like he was like a bat out of hell. Like he's he is in full retreat mode. Nobody right remembers that. Nobody right past, remembers that. Right past the magic user. I think during okay. this intervention, you should also say anybody who has spells should have them memorized before you go into combat and so you can use spells during combat if you have spells <laughs> i do have spells that's only i wouldn't know i would not know if he's, he's I not mirror he's image. not singling I anyone out no, mirror image. at all no look he's just talking about in general people with spells i got mo's back on this that's great I think mirror image actually is a natural ability at this point. <laughs> You've seen it happen and, so many times. And that uh, Akira really isn't a spell caster at all. Akira, let me, let me, I'm thinking about this for a second. You have mirror image. You have the ability to naturally teleport. You have the ability to fly. You have dimension door. You have greater invisibility. Are there any other ways in which you can retreat from battle? Or have I have I named them? Uh, there, I, I don't have it, but there might be an expeditious retreat. I would hope. So uh, you have five magical ways to leave battle on the fly. That's what I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying, not counting Rusty's move command thing, which don't yeah. count on. That's that's a standard action of mine. Oh, that's not magical. That's right. Sorry. And I feel like I should be on the hover bike at all times. That's another thing. So. <laughs> I can do uh, my best work from the hover bike. 
you know how the hover bikes would work. But anyhow, uh, yeah. Is there any more interventions? Are you going to be like doing some liminal messages while everyone's sleeping to try to make people like do what they should be doing during combat? Rusty well, yeah, I, is a good leader. Yeah. Rusty is somebody exactly. you should trust. Rusty Carter is your leader. You should follow. I'm actually curious. Is, is Tuttle is Tuttle going to actually like uh, do anything crazy with Cheddar? Like between the uh, interim, between one star and another? I don't really have the. I mean, rebuilding him's about all I can do. Okay, I I I didn't know if he got any upgrades. Uh, the the even levels tend to be kind of boring for Cheddar. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. I will say that while you guys are discussing this, that Tuttle finds some funky-looking sunglasses on the floor, and he puts them on, and then he sees subliminal messages all over the ship. What? Mm, they live and not about not about Rusty. What all all about Rusty? Rusty has has and then you actually see what Rusty really looks like, and he looks just like those creatures from They Live. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, you're saying the Rusty from the Upside Down. That's what you're saying. Uh huh. And he's like, that explains it. No wonder. He's like, oh. I'm here to I'm here to kick ass and modulate plasma conduits, and all the cl- and all the plasma conduits have been and all modulated. the plasma conduits. God damn it! <laughs> nice, <laughs> Rowdy Rodney. Rest in peace. So no more interventions. Let's uh, let's get to this planet. The only last thing is what weapon were you? Did I give you the weapon you're supposed to have, Tuttle? Uh, let me look. I have oh. the minor disruptor pistol, which is like a two d six, which is a moderate. Upgrade. Oh, I did give that to you. Yeah, so I, I look, I look good there. Okay, with that, are you guys off to go to gate two, moon two, controller two. You're going to the second place. That's all. <laughs> there we go. You're going to moon two. You guys ready to go to moon two? I'm ready to go to moon ready two. To I don't go. know if the other guys are. Okay, right before you go to moon two, you get a a short range communication and. On the view screen, you see Ostreth, and she says to you, My new friends, with much time over the past few days, I'm confident to think I've come to a difficult conclusion. This allergy generator must be destroyed. Even if this cult of the devourer were defeated this day, there is no guarantee the location of the Gate of Twelve Suns will stay hidden. The Civ superweapon cannot be trusted with any people, no matter how peaceful and well-intentioned they might be. She grows somber for a moment. Though the events happened before I was born, I heard tales when the Kish used the Degenerator to pacify a terrible enemy that threatened us with obliteration, and the results convinced my people to hide the weapon away. Aztec's image disappears, and the entire room is filled with a holographic display of an unknown solar system. Her voice continues... Some were killed instantly, caught in the energy transference beam when the stellar degenerator turned their sun into a black dwarf. The hologram shows a ray of light streaking in from outside the system and hitting the sun. The tether pulses with energy, tearing apart starships and even moons in the general vicinity. Those were the lucky ones. Within a week, temperatures across the system dropped below freezing, and with no sun to sustain it, Plant life began to die shortly thereafter. The sun at the center of the system shrinks and grows dark. Digital displays appear near each of the system's ten planets, showing the decrease in temperature and light levels. Hundreds of millions eventually starve to death, 
or were killed in skirmishes over food. Another numerical display shows a rising death count. The mass of the Black Dwarf wasn't enough to keep its planets in orbit, and eventually they started to drift outward, spinning erratically into the inky depths. In the hologram, the orbits of the system's frozen planets wobble, and the farthest world disappears off the map. A terrible way for people to go extinct. The lights in your chamber return to normal as Altec reappears. So, you can see why the stellar degenerator must be destroyed. But to do so, we must first open the gate. I need you to go to Moon 2, and not just defeat the cultists, but bring back the circuit board as well, so that I can open up the gate and destroy the stellar degenerator once and for all. But the power! Yes, well, luckily... We can trust this device in the hands of the Vesk Empire. They are they have the finest technicians in the galaxy, really, uh, for, for <laughs> military items. So um, we will take that under considerations, but we, we have really good plans with the Vesk. Also to make certain that we understand exactly, what you're saying is that this component that you want us to bring back to you, that that's actually the command component that somebody could use to take control of the Stellar Generator. Is that correct? No, the component will allow the gate to be opened, but only with my command. I see, I see. So, so is there, are there any other components that would allow someone to control the Stellar Degenerator that you want us to bring back to you? No. No, she, we're, we're going to destroy it, not going to bring it back. That's what she no, wants. No, no, no. The Stellar Degenerator is hidden within John, the enemy plane. John, clearly Rusty wants to take control of the Stellar Degenerator at this point, if you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, please. The Gate of the Twelve Suns is merely a portal, an access way to the Stellar Degenerator. The Stellar Degenerator is a weapon self-contained. Okay, so once somebody were to go through the gate, though, they'd be able to control the Stellar Degenerator no matter what? Is that what you're saying? That's horribly dangerous. Yes, perhaps. Although, it would require a crew much larger than your own. So one person could not do this. Well, no, that's, that's very encouraging. Not. I must say, that's very encouraging. I, nobody should have that much unfettered power, certainly. Oh, well, well, how I mean, large of a crew do you think one would need exactly, so that we could oh, reduce maybe, so, maybe so that we could reduce the numbers of the enemy four or five people? Okay. Most. <laughs> But it's been many times. I do not know the full schematics and how the Stellar Generator fully works. But from what I heard, a small crew could operate it. However, it cannot be done by itself. There are safeguards in place. These are valuable and innocuous questions, and Rusty is perfectly right <laughs> to ask them. Exactly. If we were to have a pallet of duct tape, could we attach it and affix it to our ship? That's a good idea. Yeah, we have enough duct tape, we could do that. The Stellar Generator is approximately 20 miles long. Ah! Oh, it's going to be slow going. Uh, what is these miles it. you speak of? Don't we use the metric system? No, come on! America reigns in space. Ah! Space Force! <laughs> you know, the thing is, I think it actually does have the listing in miles, which is funny. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> in the books, because it's all, it's all Imperial units. Anyhow. Uh, all right, well, we'll take we it. We shall make it so. Yes, yes. Definitely. We'll definitely do that thing. Once you leave the system, I will no longer be able to communicate with you easily. I might be able to figure out a way. However, with the robots being hacked and with all the damage done to our communication systems, I have very limited access. So 
after you destroy the cultists and get the chipset. Make sure you bring it back here so we can conclude our business and destroy the stellar generator. Totally. That is our plan. We're going to bring all of that incredibly vital, dangerous equipment back to you. You and only you. Right. To destroy it. To destroy it. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Totally. Definitely. Excellent. Do that. Excellent. Steve, do I need to make any bluff rolls of any kind at this time? No, no. Okay, just check. This only opens the gate. It's a computer. It believes And us. keep in mind, this is this only opens the gate. That's all this does. That's, the that's Kiro is suspicious of Rusty's motives. He's rather suspicious. No, uh, I don't no, think Kiro is. I, again, if I need to make any rolls at this time, I last <laughs> beat your roll by 30 points on your sense motive. So, no. <laughs> I'm rather suspicious. You, you believe I beat it? you by six skill increments. Because I feel <laughs> as though this weapon must be destroyed to restore balance to the galaxy. Why? Shouldn't it create order in the galaxy that we should all actually work together knowing that we are backed by a powerful force that has the great Well, there is some mind? truth to that. A strong centralized government is always preferable. We of already course. have the Vesk Empire. Who better to uh, wield example, the power? That's a great example. The Vesk Empire is a danger to all of us. Wouldn't we want a balancing force to keep them oh, in check? No. We could test oh, it no. on their son. No, 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 no. Now you're just... You're talking jibber jabber. <laughs> you know, far too remote. This is going to end with you guys all going into a Mexican standoff, trying to kill each other to control this allergy generator. You have to allow us to be able to kill one another <laughs> for the control of the. All right, game. I, I, Quentin, I, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino's role for combat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Steve, at when we get to that point, I want you as the GM to remember that I have made a bluff roll and a diplomacy roll against all of my teammates every single level since first level, and I've won every single one of them. And I want you, I want you to keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind, but I also want you to know that you're the weakest member of this party. So Absolutely, <laughs> but who's the weakest? The one who is strongest in battle or the one who's standing at the end yes. of the Yes. I might be weak-willed. It's the riddle of steel. Where's my squawks? Oh, the squawks. I'll get the squawks. My squawks. What? It has no name, right? I want to name it. No, we named it. Let's I forgot what we named it. I want to name it Rex. Did we, uh, Didn't we try to name it Hiroji? No, his no, name was Chris. We called it Chris. No, it had. We actually, I just the episode just played a little while ago where we named him. I forgot its name. I have a uh, an add on in my armor that's a cage that has squawks size. There we go. It's not really a squawks. I made it a little puppy. It's a little puppy. Oh, there's a squawk. There's a squawks up in the in the bridge. See it over Aww. there? Oh, that's the squawks. Oh wait, what's this uh. other one? Maybe you have multiple pets. I don't remember. Crackers. Okay. Yeah, who's Crackers? Is that Crackers? That oh, that's that's the dog. I don't know. You guys got a lot of pets. That's all I know. Well, I have a pet carrier. It's affixed to my armor. Oh, right. There was like that dog that the guys were beating outside the... Right. And I and we right. rescued that's it, and crackers. it kind of sort of bonded with me. That's so right. That's... So you guys have a pet dog and a pet squawk. Like, oh, but it was a space dog. It wasn't like a regular dog. It was like right. a space It's dog. a space dog. It can we have the smelliest pets. ship in the galaxy. Well, that's because of the uh, the Vesk. I ain't telling. It's not the other. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that right now. That's true. Hey now, hey now. So, with that, who wants to go to gate two? Me. Okay. Okay. Based on previous experience, when we get in our starship and we go to the next planet, there'll be nothing in between there. So why don't we just say we're there? Okay. As you start firing up the thrusters, 
and you decide yeah. to get to gate two. The gravitational anomalies result in a strange composition of space eddies and time vortexes. Give me a piloting check. All right. Who's going to be piloting the ship? Well, we want the pilot to take care of it, so that would be me. I'm the captain and the pilot, and I'm on top of it. Don't you worry. Are you good at piloting? I, I, well, good. If you want to assist me, I would take your assist. That's fine. I'm no pretty good. I'm no pretty assist. Good. It's an hour of... No assist. It's an hour of, of flying, so you have to do What's it on... your modifier? Uh, my modifier is plus 17. Ah, you're better than me. Yes, I am better than you. And I'm glad to hear... I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I didn't hear you clearly enough. <laughs> you're a more skilled pilot than I am. Thank you. I, I'm pleased to hear that. <laughs> you're not his better. Okay, so I'm going to roll at a plus 17. Waiting. 33. Ah, And I rolled a 16 for a modified 33. That works. Rusty easily navigates through the space eddies for the first hour. Hour two. Roll again. Where was that when the monster attacked you? (laughs) You're piloting. I I don't remember what you're referring to. I'm sorry. You're crashing into walls and things. There's no proof. Uh, yeah, that that was in the past. Let's what, who who remembers that? That's all. <laughs> it's not like there's some sort of audio recording device that remembers that everything that happened and has recorded it and saved it and put it online so that all people could listen to it at any time. Please. So uh, is Rusty going to pilot for hour two? Of course. Okay. Let's see another roll. Don't worry, guys. You have plenty of opportunities to rip on him. Oh, mm-hmm. 25. 25. Now, oh, this time, oh, I rolled an eight for a twenty-five. Uh, it's, a, it's a real rough ride. There's a lot of turbulence. People's drinks are being spilled. Uh, Mo is upset because his food fell on the floor because uh, someone's been doing a pretty crappy job. But no damage to the ship. Hour, hour three. Who's going to be piloting the ship? Maybe I should take over, Rusty. You might be looking fatigued. Um, look, um, look, Akira. Um, I'm not sure what you did with Hiroji to, like, kill him and, like, take his place. But I don't think at this time you should take control of the ship. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's that's fine. But if you're getting fatigued, then let me know. I'll take over. Fatigue? He's, he's oh, no, falling no. asleep Please. at the wheel. Yeah. Try to steady it out. Oh, another 33. Nice. How many hours are we going through, uh, you're almost. Ha- you're halfway there. You're halfway there. <laughs> hour four. Hour four. Come on, don't you want? Don't you want him to? Fa- I mean, succeed wildly throughout this whole endeavor. I I, I do. Uh, hour four. Is it? Is it his turn again? Is M- it, M- Mr. Akira? Mr. Akira? Do you think you can do better than me? Is that what you're trying to say? I I, I think I might be able to. You're, you're, Take you're, it. Take the com for one hour. Just one okay. hour so I can take a rest. One hour only. And if you miss okay. Mr. Akira, oh, I don't expect to see uh, you on this bridge uh, <laughs> for a long, long time. Well, there's the uh, the airlock is that way. All right. I'll take a shot. Here we oh, go. We got boy, this. Here we go. Gravitational eddies. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. He rolls a one. God damn it, Akira. Get off this bridge. Get off this bridge right now. 
Natural one for a 16. Oof. Wow, that is like, there's just, there's space rocks, there's things hitting the ship. Takes 18 points of damage through the shield. Sparks are going, the weapons get critted. Good job, Akira. There must be an alien insect that got into my eye. I can't see it. I sneezed also. No, you were attacked by a monster. That's what it was. Yeah, I got attacked by a monster uh, in the Do- bridge. Dr. Tuttle, Dr. Tuttle, could you have Cheddar come in here and escort Akira off the bridge, please? <laughs> Bring sure. your sidearm. Yes, uh, I think I think he's done here. I, 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 Kira's like all shaken and, and, and very nervous. So like, oh, I, I don't know what happened. I'm usually really good at piloting. Yes, so you say. But then, don't you say you're good at everything, as far as I can tell? And yet, well, okay. I look. picked a bad week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> and Akira leaves the bridge and, and go finds a, a, a cup of coffee. All right. Um, Rusty takes the comp. Okay, one the more and you'll the be there. And whatever there. That's, other... that's some crazy yeah. damage to the ship. Jeez. <laughs> I, I think I think you hit the same creature that uh, Rusty encountered a few uh, exactly. few episodes ago. I think that's what that was. Yep, it was the yips. Oh, twenty five. There we go. It's a, <laughs> it's Not a great. Little, it's a little rough going. The DC is actually twenty five, so he barely makes it two out of the four times. So it's it's a little rough going. It's a lot mm. of shaking going on. She's starting to shimmy. Starting to shimmy. Starting to shake. Okay, you finally make it to gate two, the moon. What do you wish to do? Uh, wow. Well, First things first, repair my ship after all the damage that. Well, never mind. Yeah, it's not that. Don't let's engage the cloaking device. Uh, Is there? This is gate or planet? Well, it's called gate two, and each gate is one of the suns, and around each sun is a moon. So they okay. So we want to land gates. Yeah, you're landing on the moon, and the moon. That's where you were were before. You were on moon six. Now you're going to moon two. Right. And moon six was covered in vegetation and life and there was a and there was a um if you remember there's the little shack uh control center like near the equator and that's where you guys did your adventure this one's totally dead it's just it's just barren we do a scan maybe yeah sure i'll say you automatically do a scan since your computer's so high you can tell the planetoid has no atmosphere no signs of life there's no obvious kish made buildings like those on the first controller moon, but there is a metal hatch large enough for a medium or smaller starship to fly through in the planet's surface near the equator, very similar to where the control center on the first moon was found. Further scans reveal a large underground complex with breathable atmosphere and full gravity located deep, deep within the planet. That's our uh, hatch. Yeah, let's, let's land it. Rusty? You think you can maneuver in there? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Are you are you still on the bridge? No, no. I'm I'm, I'm talking to you from like a few feet outside of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, you. That's don't what I was hoping to hear. Uh, I'd bridge. be happy to take care of it. Uh, look, um, why, why don't why don't you just take a rest? Why don't you take a nap? Just take a little. I'm, nap. Yeah, I'm yelling into there. Hey, uh, do you need me to take a crack at this landing procedure? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, why don't you just take a lay down, and we'll wake you when we've arrived somewhere. I was trained at the academy, you know. I was going to get onto the uh, turret. Yeah, the academy always confuses me. Was it the, you know, Gilmore Day Camp Academy where you were six years old? Was it the Academy of Artistic License? I don't know. It was Community Academy. 
Yeah. Community Academy. That's great. So actually, you all talked about your feelings. That's good. <laughs> and, I, and actually, uh, Akira is going to cast a spell. Oh, Lord. I mean, Jeez. what spell? He, he, he casts the Unseen Servant and makes it permanent for 24 hours. Oh, okay. Yes! Finally! You've done something <laughs> useful. Can the Unseen Servant actually assist me? Yes. You can send it into the... Uh, Good. I definitely need a cup of coffee. Can you get a cup of coffee, please? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. what he's here for. <laughs> All right, Steve, what role do I need to make? Piloting again? No. What do you do? You go near the hatch? Dr. Tuttle, could you do an engineering analysis of the hatch? Sure, I'll do some scans or whatever. You don't even need to because it's so low. You automatically can tell that this hatch opens up if you fly your vessel near it and will go to a large tunnel system that leads to the underground complex towards the center of the moon. I dock at the hatch. Um, well, that's not how it works. Okay, you fly over to the hatch. The hatch right. opens up, and you see a large tunnel that goes rather long <laughs> into the Yeah, there's there's no docking. Yeah, you gotta go in you the You can ship. land on the planet, and but there's, there's nothing to land on. It's you basically are supposed to fly in, but you can stop and land on top if you wish. Well, it, go, it goes for several miles deep into the into the planet. All right. Uh, what yeah, is the going. safe place to leave the ship near this hatch entrance to the underground tunnels? There Bob, is it's a giant tunnel. It's it's spacious yeah, size. Uh, my point is, I am I supposed to fly into the tunnel? Yes, you are. Yes. All right. Yes. I would yes. rather park outside and walk in and not have mm, to I'm a little then. cramped. I'm a little cramped right now. Your scans indicate like that it goes to the middle of the moon, so it's several hundred miles before you get to the uh, Fine. Center. I fly in. All right. You know what? I'm just hoping that no Minox end up on <laughs> my, my ship. All right? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that it oh, I'm doing it. a Don't long time. My preference is I have taken such great good care of this ship, even when that monster attacked it back on that last uh, moon, that we don't need to talk. I, 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 I know. Garo damaged our ship recently. Yeah. And I, I just I, want us to survive. I do notice that you keep referring to the ship as my ship. Oh, well, I mean, I'm the captain. Oh, I thought that's the co collective me, maybe. Oh, uh, if you get back to Epsilon Station, you're going to find the paperwork has been filled out that actually only had me as the owner. Wait a minute. I think I'm the owner. Of the, oh, no. Uh, no Hiroji, was the owner. Hiroji was the owner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that it? Now, yeah. See, Hiroji's dead. So. Might have left a will. We'll have to research that later. But anyways, yeah, let's keep going. I'm ready to. That might be the paperwork cult. he's talking about. You fly through the hatch and you see a large tunnel illuminated by strips of lights. It is quite well maintained, and it is obvious that this tunnel was designed specifically for this purpose, to fly into it. You fly down the tunnel for two hours, where you eventually get to a spot where it branches off into three sets of hangar bay doors. There's a hangar door bay to the left and the right, in which a green light shines above those doors. The hangar bay door in the middle has a red light on top of it. Ah, that means that there's a ship in that hangar. These hangars are easily large enough to house your ship. So one, there's one to the left, and there's one to the right, and the red one is in the middle. What do you do? I say you should pilot to the green light, because that's an empty one, I bet. Uh, uh, how, how far away are these, uh, like, hangars? Are they super far away? Like... 
couple hundred feet at most. Oh, um, that's not bad. That's not bad yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. You sort of, they, it basically, the tunnel leads to this hangar area where there's three entrances. In fact, that will put you on the map. Yeah, so our pilot has to decide left or right, basically. Yeah, I'm sure that the cultist ship is in the red one. Mo will help by pointing to one of the directions, so our pilot will. Our pilot doesn't like to make decisions. There you go. The That's new map. weird. Yeah. What is that? That is weird. Uh, so what is that? Hey everyone, Steve here. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. The funny thing is, is that no matter what characters Bob and Chris play, they always end up doing that. They're always ripping on each other. They're always making fun of each other. It just doesn't matter the game systems. This has been going on for as long as I've known them. And this also, you can kind of hear like what we're like as friends. You know, we're, we're just, that's why we do a lot of competitive things together. We're all in like fantasy football together and we play games together and we play board games together. And it's always like this. And it's just good natured fun. And just so you know, kind of the dynamic, Jason and I actually, I've known him the longest because he and I went to college together. Chris and John were roommates in New York City. And then Chris and Bob just became friends over time. Now, Bob and John actually live right near each other in Ohio, and they hang out all the time. So there's a continual, like, you know, sort of mixing of the players and sort of the dynamic relationship. It is funny. The only one that never really gets into it and he sort of provides the color commentary is Jason. I think he just sort of likes to be on the sideline, but he can dish it out. You know, it's funny. It's like Tuttle is just, you can't really make fun of Tuttle because Tuttle is just cool, man. Tuttle is just the cool dude. It's hard to make fun of someone that cool. While, you know, the other two guys, they do nothing but rip on each other because, well, there's issues with all of them. They all have kind of flawed characters, while Tuttle is just sort of off in his corner doing his own thing. And I have to say, we just recorded an episode where Tuttle... I don't even know how it's possible, but it's actually going to get cooler and cooler. He is going to turn into a full-fledged god by the end of this show. I tell you, he just continuously morphs and changes into something out of control. But this is, I think, the episode where we start to realize that the light at the end of the tunnel is, like, fast approaching. Because, you know, for all these years, they've been chasing the cultists. But this is it. They're about to encounter the lead cultists. They're going to confront them once and for all. Like, this is a major part of the story that is going to be wrapped up. Now, of course, they do know that there is one more book coming. But this is the second part of book five. And this is definitely going to be wrapping up sooner than later. So it's starting to get, I don't know if it's goofy, but let's just say that everything that is being held back is coming out now. There's no more, you know, it's like anything. It's like a relationship. When these guys first met each other, they were always on the best behavior. And then slowly as they got to know each other, they started to get looser and looser. And then all of a sudden there was almost like fights with each other, like they became a family. But now it's like they're growing up and they're realizing they're about to like, I don't know, go their separate ways and never see each other ever again. And a lot of things are coming out both good and bad. And it's, uh, it's fascinating to see uh, this dynamic of playing together the same characters for over two years, realizing that it is coming to an end. 
but you get to watch it all unfold. I will say that these guys are going to continuously, um, let's just say go for broke. That's probably the best way to describe it, is that they're just going to start saying, you know what, I've been waiting to do this XYZ thing, and I can't really wait any longer, so I'm just going to start doing it. And they start really letting their hair down in the next, uh, well, couple of months. So be on the lookout for that. But with that, let's get to show notes. Don't forget, new podcast every single Tuesday and Friday. Do subscribe to us, iTunes, Android, Spotify. And can you please leave a review on iTunes? We have not had a review in a very, very long time. I guess everyone's left reviews, but, you know, if you can go and leave a review if you like the show. Look, if you're up to episode 101, could you please leave a review? I'm thinking you probably like it by now. Do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Monday and his Talking Plague Stone column every single Thursday. I would recommend you definitely check out Talking Plague Stone because that one is very different than Talking Combat. Talking Plague Stone, he's just doing a blow-by-blow, play-by-play of the show. And it's fun to read even if you aren't listening to the episodes. You could just read it. It plays out almost like, well, like a written account of each adventure. You could just read it and actually it's almost like a book it's really good i'm enjoying it quite a bit and i ran the damn thing do check out our discord where you can do tons of fun things you can play games you can get free t-shirts oh there's a whole bunch of things going on there just go to discord.rollforcombat.com do follow us on twitter facebook youtube instagram reddit all those fun places do check out the patreon rusty commanded you to do so And then finally, do be on the lookout for Jason's review of Alien Archive 3. I tell you, Alien Archive 3 is the goofiest book I've ever read. I'd be very curious to see what Jason's take is on it. But be on the lookout for that very, very soon. But with that, I will be talking and seeing you all next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Tuttle's motto, I've met food rehydrators smarter than you.